0: Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide. So we're here with a very, very powerful group of ladies who were in the Dominican Republic this August in the Bavaro area with Apostle Pascual Borrell and they were working with the Casa de Esperanza, and my wife Sarah led the team with Tina helping her, and uh, they had a great group of ladies that really got along. Wasn't there any drama or not really?
1: No.
0: No No, no drama? drama? No drama. That's powerful, that's a, good, that's a good sign. And so I'm gonna ask them some questions. So who, who do we have, who is with us today, who are, who's here?
1: so we're gonna start um this is pastor sarah livecki and i'm with miss
2: zoe Lavecki.
3: monica cruz
4: annette cruz marcio nina tina kim josefina monte erica garcia mary McElveen.
0: all right so there's a whole group of here mm-hmm. so i'm gonna start i'll start with mary since you're over there um, Mary, why did you go? Like, what what was your reason? Did you have a reason?
5: Um, I wanted to be with the women, just one-on-ones, uh, just to have that type of, I guess, companionship and getting to know each other better and being with everyone and, um, learning more about these women that I go to church with every Sunday.
0: That's cool. Um,
5: I also had some doubts because I was... I wasn't able to go for the full week, so I was only able to go four days, and I was like, Brett, should I go? And of course, he's like, get going. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay, babe. But yes, I I wanted to be with the women, and I just was looking forward to spending more time with everybody.
0: Awesome. Erica?
4: It's been like about six years since I've done a missions trip, so my husband was supportive, and he said, you're going to go. I took Ariel with me. She's not here now, but... She was um, part of the team and it was a blessing to have like what Mary said of being together with the ladies, no drama at all. Like we all just flowed really well and supported each other as we did all the different outreaches. And so, yeah, it was, uh, even though I've been to Haiti before, I was sharing with the girls earlier, this was a very challenging trip for me personally. Um, But I'm so blessed have gone with all of you so
0: awesome Josefina why did you go let's just start with that question
4: Mm -hmm.
6: Um, I am I was thinking about it for like a year since I heard about it it was in my mind it never left my mind and even though it took me so long to decide I asked someone I just mentioned and the person didn't know anything about it she said oh I think you should go and I felt, to me, that was a confirmation. From that moment on, I knew I was going. And it was the best thing I ever did or the best thing that happened. It was a great mission for me. Awesome. I saw the, the Lord's hand. Um, this is the first time that I saw him at work. Like, even when I had to translate the first time, I didn't know I was going to translate. and <laughs> it, was just, it just flew. Like, I, was, I felt like I wasn't even there. It was uh, just flowing. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, for me, miraculous to see that.
0: So basically, you had been thinking about going for a while, yeah. kind of putting it off a little. Yes. And then you just knew through confirmation that you were supposed to go. Yes. Cool. Um, why, Tina? Why did you go?
7: So for me, I got excited hearing about an all-women's trip at Rescue and through EC Jesus Ministries because I just think... It's so powerful when people go on mission together like for me I was sharing with the ladies like more so than chatting on a Sunday or you know after service or something the best for me the best way to get to know people is on mission like moving towards something moving towards building the kingdom like to me that's the best like i just love getting to know people that way i prefer that over like small talk um so when i heard about this trip i was super excited to go on team and to go with women and to see what god could do as we come together and i just anticipated there's going to be a lot of activation like people are going to get unlocked and yeah so i think that was a big thing for me i expected like everyone's gonna come back different everyone's gonna come back something's gonna get unlocked during the trip and seeing that um and anticipating that that was what i was looking forward to
0: awesome Maciel, why why did you go
8: for me um i'm gonna try not to get emotional
0: (laughs) that's all good you can do it
8: um i had been feeling an emptiness Mm. i had just come back to the lord didn't feel a purpose, always knew God had something for me, did not know what it was. And it was an emptiness, like happy but empty, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I understand. Um, and one day I was sitting there, and Pastor Adams was like, There's a woman's trip. And it was an automatic mm-hmm. yes. I didn't have to hear the details, I didn't have to, didn't care about the money, I was going to figure it out. It was. An automatic yes for me. Wow! Because I think that was what God needed to show me. Yep. So for me, it was I was empty, and it was not even a thought. I didn't even think about it twice. You said it, and I was like, mm, yes.
0: Beautiful. I really appreciate you having the, the vulnerability to share that, because a lot of times with serving, there's a there's a why. So this is what I'm trying to uncover. And I also, you know, enjoyed the fact that, you know, as a pastor, hearing people from the same church going together is different than gathering people from a bunch of churches. And that's cool, too. There's a a great benefit in that. And I'm all for that. But to see a whole group of people that are trying to walk faith together Mm -hmm. within a specific area. and and coming together week after week and starting to build real relationships and people really learning to love each other, people really using their gifts and talents to help other people. And so so there's a a real level of meaning um, to that. Now, Annette, I'm going to ask you, why did you go?
3: So I hadn't yet become like a weekly um attendee member of rescue but i i did attend a few times and i went to the retreat and i remember hearing about all women's rescue women's missions trip and i was like i want to go and i never experienced a missions trip before this was my first one and i never even pictured myself going on a missions trip but when i heard what the mission was and the fact that it was all women i was like this is for me i want to go and i was very excited to see what god was gonna do and how he was gonna use me as a vessel so
0: awesome so we kind of knew and felt as if you should have been at rescue (laughs)
6: <laughs>
0: and it just gives Sarah and I a lot of joy seeing you and Monica together. Yes. So we just thought we'd just go public on that. <laughs> uh, Monica, so why did you go?
9: Yeah, it was definitely, I, I relate to Maciel in that it was like an automatic yes. Like as soon as I heard, like we're planning an all-women's mission trip to the DR like almost a year ago. um I was like, definitely want to go. So yeah, it was just... Um, the idea of fellowshipping with, you know, some of the powerful ladies I've been blessed enough to, um, you know, grow friendships with and be mentored by over, you know, um, the the year plus that I've been here at Rescue, I was like, yes, that's where I need to be, I don't know how it's going to happen, I don't know, like, God, it's in your hands, and he made a way, so,
2: yeah.
0: Beautiful. So, Zoe, how old are you?
2: Eight years old. Who are you? Zoe Levakey nice
0: so why did you go
2: i heard about the trip and i asked if i could go and i went
0: why did you want to go
2: um i honestly don't know no no but i had a great time there great and it was awesome
0: sarah yes Lavecky. sir yes sir why did you go
1: <laughs> i had to but um <laughs> but yes. this is this trip this type of trip has been in the, the spirit realm i guess you could say are in yeah. the, the thought realm for a really long time yep. um i went on my first women's trip with um christina stewart and impact nations to Wash Cambodia. Your children. Oh, I, this amazing man! <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a question. boys' week, but yeah, they, was, they, oh, we had a women's
0: week. Where did you um, Where did you go on that trip with Impact Nations?
1: We went to Cambodia, and it was a women's trip because we were ministering to the woman on the street, and we felt um, they felt that was necessary. And ever since then, just seeing the importance of how really powerful it was to get women together to do ministry together to also minister to other women so um many ideas came out through in the past i don't know that was six years ago now but i think this was such the right timing and this was such the right place um the connection that we have with pastor Pasqual and his wife and uh, ciudad de dios um and with the one, the girls home i think it was such a beautiful beautiful timing and just god's timing is perfect
0: okay but why what was your why if you could say there's one reason why like you were leading the trips so that's why yes but but like for you what did what was the behind that responsibility what was the desire what were you looking to see
1: well one we do with mission- the rescue ladies well, specifically yeah. yes we do ministry missionary trips for a long time now Um, but I think it's important for churches to do things together. Like Tina said, do mission together, to do things outside of the building, to go. There's something that happens in um, an international missions trip that doesn't always happen at home. There's even, I remember saying to the woman that there's a special grace that happens there. Sometimes I feel there's even a special activation because you've said yes, and you've made space in your schedule, and you've moved things around, and you said, that God, I'm gonna move everything over and put you first.
0: It's like being a full-time Christian for yes. a week. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so to be able to facilitate that and give people that opportunity, and even as Annette said, I didn't know it was your first one, but I love that, how many times have we you had trips yeah. where people are like, oh, this is my first one? Like, great. Or even one time, a woman went on several and it was her first time being at a resort, like seeing yeah. someone's first time in something that you got to be a part of making yep. the way for that is so special. Yeah, for me and that for was us. Calico Beach. Yes. We were in Haiti, and, yes. I, and I,
0: I, then I realized that our rest days were spiritual. Yes, I had an elderly lady from upstate New York. She came to me and she said, "I have never been to a place this nice in my whole entire life, not even on my honeymoon." And I almost broke in tears, Mm -hmm. but I held it together. (laughs) But uh, it was really, really like God was like, Did you hear that? So I learned that even in our rest, it's holy. Um, And so it's important, you know, and I think that um, shared experiences bring mutual understandings. Mm And so it's really important to share experiences. That's how you build history with people. Yep. The greatest relationships are the relationships that you have the most history with. And I don't mean history like, you know, we went to 26 house parties together and did 18, you know, raves. That's all dysfunctional stuff that doesn't have any real eternal value. In fact, it's destructive. But when you do things that have e- e- eternal mm-hmm. value, there's something that happens in this present moment mm-hmm. and in this life that is that it solidifies and helps congeal relationships that have purpose behind them so Mm -hmm. you know from you guys being there um what was an experience that really stuck out to you
1: on a trip like this it's so hard to pinpoint one i would have to say even we were talking and Mm -hmm. and more memories kept on popping up Um, But I'm going to say in general throughout the whole trip, watching how the whole trip just flowed everywhere we went. It flowed that people were put in the right spot to pray for a certain someone or to speak out certain things. One of my favorite days, I would have to say, is the second day we were at the girls home. Um, where it was, we already started gaining a rapport with the girls. There was um, relationships already blossoming there, and we walked through a day of forgiveness, and how it easily flowed from first Annette's starting, and then Maciel was able to do some personal ministry, he said something as well, um, and I felt like everything just fell into place of someone um, praying for a specific girl or saying someone to the, saying something to the whole group that day just flowed just beautifully. And I would have to say that's one of my favorite days and also just being able to stand back and just watch people just go for it. And maybe something they don't get to do all the time, but just seeing them get activated in that moment was really special.
0: Awesome. Zoe, what was one of your favorite moments? Be honest. You can tell the truth.
1: You can say it was a beach time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It
2: probably... Either was—it's hard to say, but it was either the girls' home or the outreach. You like the outreach. The outreach was very important, and we were meant—definitely meant—to be there for healing for families. Nice.
0: Great. Oh, I'm
9: going. Go
0: ahead, Monica. What was what what stuck out to you?
9: yeah there was a lot so i mean i would say it was just sort of the something that sarah and tina have already touched on and that's just like that activation um it was so beautiful to see so many people step up in new ways and into situations that were maybe a little challenging such a major blessing to see my mom preach for the first time, Mm -hmm. um, to see her use the anointing that she has, um, in the space of just like inner healing and in therapy to, um, like to introduce, um, this, this conversation on conflict resolution and forgiveness, um, you know, for context on the girl's home, this is a home where, these young girls are literally taken away from their from their parents or their caregivers because they were at risk, um, either you know had been abused, yeah. um, or you know were living in, in very um, destructive environments. So. Mm-hmm. We're talking about girls who have experienced um some of the most horrific and, and tragic things you can imagine yeah so a conversation on forgiveness um is something that is just a key to unlocking their ability to really um connect with the lord
0: monica thank you for sharing that and also for giving context so the ladies were ministering at the casa de esperanza which is the house of hope in spanish and it's a house where the church Uh, has on their compound a home, a rescue home for girls. We see Jesus Ministries help support that home and you know we're talking about the parents are the perpetrators. Mm. So the parents or the guardians do not know where the children are because the government has taken the kids from the guardian and entrusted them to this home. So I want the people who are listening to understand the gravity of what we're actually talking about you're talking Mm about uh abuse and uh violence sexual violence physical violence um you're talking about really 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 disturbing things and the youngest girl
7: was four years old the youngest youngest girl girl. was
0: four so this gives you the gravity you're talking about life and death and so i think one of the things that's difficult to feel um unless you're there And you're not allowed to take pictures of faces, so this is not something, this is not like, it. you know, we're advertising, like, this is very private. It's actually kind of an undisclosed location, so to speak. Um, And so one of the things that's really difficult is that you you don't, it's hard to feel the gravity of what we're talking about if you walk into the home because you feel people are happy. It's not like an orphanage in Africa where there's, like, one light bulb in a little room, you know, and there's, like, 30 kids in there. Like, they have nice beds, they have... You know, they're fed, they're taken care of, they're going to school, they're learning English. So you would look at it and think, oh, everything's pretty good. But you wouldn't actually know what in the world these little girls have been through. And so that's that's important. So I appreciate, Monica, you, you, you laying out context for that. Is there anything else that stuck out to you?
9: So much, but I'll leave it, give us one more for now quick um, okay so the outreach um, day was really amazing I mean it was just um, I've seen poverty before but uh, it was uh, really appalling to see the conditions that folks were living in um, and just see these you know just beautiful little children running around in tattered clothes with dirt all over their faces and um, it was just beautiful to um, see how like people were really open you know to receiving prayer um it one night when we were driving home from dinner we were in downtown Bavaro and we saw like this like protest slash vigil going on like people holding candles and just all crowded in the streets we were like what's going on um you know some folks here like well know my um background you know i i came from being very involved in in like um, on the ground political movements in, in the US. So, you know, being in environments like that where people in a really poor area are, you know, having a vigil, but it's also kind of like a protest against like gang violence and the conditions in the neighborhood. So I could immediately see that's what was going on. The next day, we were going to do outreach in this neighborhood called El Oyo, which means the hole, which is literally directly behind the church that was hosting us, right? It's just like this little wall that we walk through. Yeah. And it's, it's a completely different world. And um, as we're uh, just getting there, the first family that we go to minister to um, is the family um, of the young man who was killed and who we had seen that that vigil uh, uh, for the night before was held for him and his honor, and it was like a kind of drug gang related violence and he was like an innocent bystander so um we just got to really um the the family really welcomed us into their home as they were grieving um and we got to just be there and and just pray for the spirit of comfort and and peace be over their home and i mean the holy spirit was just so heavy there and we're just grieving together with this family and I, i could just really tell that they could feel that you know god had bought us there for a reason like that. Only God can arrange something like that for us to see that diet before. And that's the first place that we go to, to do outreach. And um, I know for me personally, connected to the activation piece, um, the Lord just allowed me to flow um, in a way when it came to just giving people words from Him that I never flowed in that before. And I think the Lord was really telling me, like, not to limit Him and not to allow, like, my own maybe kind of like insecurities about, like, what I can offer and what I bring to the table. He's like, no, 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 shush on that. Like, I'm your God. Like, I'm operating through you. Like, and this is what I can do. So, um, Mm -hmm. Um, that was a really powerful day um he gave me like some words of encouragement and um really just prophetic words for the brother of the young man who was killed who um we were told you know him and his other brother were were ready to go and get revenge um that very day um you know to 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 avenge their brother so um that was like really just a moment where it's like wow like only you can do this jesus um yeah
0: that's awesome annette um what was something that really stuck out to you in your experience
3: um there is a whole lot um i remember thinking prior to going to the trip well this is my first missions trip so i'm just gonna kind of sit back and observe you know everyone (laughs) has been on multiple missions trips so i'm just gonna watch see how this is done But the Lord had other plans and definitely used Tina to (laughs) prepare me Mm -hmm. somewhat beforehand and say, you know, I feel like the Lord has more for you to say and do. So just praying about it um, before the trip and just being open to the Lord, using me as a vessel, whatever he had for me to speak. I wanted to be open and sensitive to the Spirit. So definitely... um, when the second day at the girls home well the night before we were the ladies and and i were at dinner kind of talking about how we're gonna how we feel like that day should go and i'm just quiet just listening and everyone's and i said okay we're talking about icebreakers with with the girls and um, as a therapist in the school and outside of school, I said I do. I gotta just step up. I have to. I know, you know, to do some things, icebreakers, and just talk with the girls, and and I prayed about it. And it was little did I expect to kind of be in the in the in the role to kind of facilitate, leading that. Mm-hmm. And I just said, Lord, you take, um, you know, you give me the wisdom and what I have to speak about. So I said, you know, he, he led me to say, you know, talk, conflict resolution. You know, these are young girls. They're teenagers from four years old and up. There's going to be conflict. How should they work through it in a way that's going to come to peace and, and understanding? And then from there, leading them into forgiveness, you um, Understanding that we all have to forgive, no matter how difficult it is. There's um, there's someone, whether it be our parents or uh, friends or a spouse, we have to forgive. So um, Holy Spirit just led me through that, you know, leading the girls to forgiveness. And then it was such a great um, opportunity for them to have one of the ladies to pair up with them and pray with them and individually counsel them you know with the help of the holy spirit and that's exactly what happened and it was a breakthrough experience for many of the girls um so i'm so grateful for for that to be a part of that to have been able to see that happen and and a lot of the girls were definitely i I believe every single girl was able to work through something when it came to forgiveness with one of the ladies so praise God for that
0: that's awesome so God used your job to help you enter into your work yes.
6: for the kingdom. That's yes. good.
0: Now, Maciel, you, um, you're you next, but can you tell people what it is that you do so people can kind of get that?
8: Um, so I work for Child Protective Services.
0: Yep. Um, I've been doing Formally that. Formerly known as DIFUS?
8: For, yeah, formerly known as DIFUS, DCPMP. <laughs> um, and I've been doing that for 15 years.
0: Okay. So you're uh, a veteran.
8: Yeah, I've...
0: You've been in the ring a long time. I've uh,
8: been in the <laughs> ring a long time, been knocked down a couple mm-hmm. some KOs there. Um, so... She's but,
0: gonna be, just so you know, you're, you're coming on, you guys are coming on next. So we're gonna, yeah. they're gonna have a whole thing. This is very important, the spirit of God is on this. So go ahead, I'm sorry.
8: So I also too felt like I was gonna be a spectator as well as Annette because it was gonna be my first mission trip, But um, if you all know Tina Kim, she'll be calling you out. And she'll be- Amen, <laughs> God bless her. And she has a gift of seeing things in people and mm. like saying like, well, what do you think? But it's like, you're gonna do it. So, <laughs> you Amen. know. Amen. It's um, <laughs> Jesus. What do you think? <laughs> so, along with me feeling that emptiness, right? It was like a sign, right? Oh. I work for Child Protective Services in New Jersey. I'm gonna go to my homeland from the Dominican Republic and it's working with girls who've been abused. So it was like all falling into place. It really, really, really was um, for me, which is why it was also an automatic yes. And I didn't think that I was going to share with the girls like I did. Mm
6: -hmm.
8: And how they needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. They're not alone. Forgiving is hard. And really working through that with them was beautiful. Um, it was beautiful to see the girls in their element. Everyone has a special gift. And one thing, well, many things stuck out. I had, to me, it was like an outer autobi- body experience in this missions trip for me. It was just insanity. This missions trip for me really opened up a lot for me. That's great. Um, but one thing was that i had spoken about earlier was to the girls was the part of serving and there was a moment when we were at the girls house that we were breaking the ice kind of by doing a spa day right we were like painting our nails let's do something yep and i was sitting next to a particular girl and i was telling them i always have a thing like i like to put my hands on people they don't say yes i don't like to do stuff without their permission so i asked her, i was like do you want to do your own nails or do you want me to do your nails for you. And she looked at me and she was like, I want you to do my nails for me. And it was like an yeah. act of service.
0: That's a really good rule. Like when I teach people how to pray for the sick, how to cast demons out, you always ask permission, you keep your eyes open, you don't just start touching people. <laughs> I don't do good with the eyes wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. You could miss miracles with your eyes closed. Or I, you did. Could, <laughs> I did. <you> I did <laughs> <mission> Or <laughs> you could get slapped by a devil. I, I, <laughs> yesterday, I was, I, I, was, I was out to dinner with a pastor who, he recently got slapped by a demon possessed person because he had his eyes closed. So I said, "Yeah, you gotta stay woke, man. You gotta stay, you gotta stay alert because these devils are crazy."
8: <laughs> exactly. So, and it was to me, it was something like for us, right? We have a privilege that we go get our nails done, and it's yeah. nothing. But to them, yep. Yep. it was a significance to it. It is. And then here comes Erica, by me, and she's telling the girl, "Let me paint your toes." And I have, I had a vision of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Yep. It was just the act of service, and it's something so insignificant to us was everything to them, yes. And that was our purpose there to serve.
0: That's beautiful, yeah. Tina, what did you experience that stuck out?
7: One moment was, and well, let's start with the girls' home. To me, seeing simple things like playing Uno and hearing laughter from these girls, if you think that can't be spiritual, you are so wrong. Like Just seeing how much that creates an environment of the kingdom of God, doing it in the name of Jesus, doing it with love, just seeing laughter break out, Mm -hmm. seeing how hungry those girls are for the word of God. Mm -hmm. We did a Bible trivia the last day, they wanted more like they wanted to be quizzed like give me the hardest questions on the bible wow yeah and they they said next time can you can you give us more bible trivia because they wanted to showcase how much bible they knew That's awesome. um so i think that really struck out to me just how hungry they are to be taught and it gave me vision even for the future like man these girls like they are so hungry like how can we play a part in feeding that more so that was one moment just the simple things of seeing how much joy in yeah like Maciel was saying painting nails doing masks that had animals faces on them you know just how much that brought joy to those girls um, made me realize like wow we take so much for granted and also just the power of simple things like laughter so that was one moment another moment was in El Oyo walking through that neighborhood There was one moment where we saw a woman sitting on a bench. Uh, I was with um, just my partner, Kaylin, and um, a counterpart from Ciudad de Dios. And just seeing how this church, they do this regularly. You know, this is not a one week out of the year thing. This is life. You know, them going... To, to the back of, of their church and, and reaching out to this neighborhood. So just seeing that was powerful. The people at Ciudad de Dios, I think that was really powerful to witness, like coming alongside of them. Yeah, but and, serving together. it's beautiful. Yeah, serving together. It was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And to know this isn't just a one-week thing. Again, it's like yeah. kingdom partnership. So I think that was amazing to see um and yeah there was a woman in el oyo that um her both her parents are pastors and she said she left jesus she left the faith and just seeing how even a simple conversation with her like kids started coming up to us another woman started coming up to us and i just thought man this is this is like This is the Bible. This is Jesus. This is how Jesus did it. He just started conversations and crowds gathered. And I kept thinking, man, we need a church in El Oyo. Like, yes, Ciudad de Dios is amazing, but right here in this neighborhood, like, we need to see a church. And then today, Macio was sharing, there is a church. A church is being birthed in that, in El Oyo. Um, and they stumbled across, different teams stumbled across. That's awesome. Yeah, a church in its pre-launch state, so that was really powerful. One of the
0: things that we're gonna do in that community, we're in the process of doing it now, Um, we're gonna do clean water, but in that community. And so I'm excited about that. I think that uh, Impact Nations is going to the Dominican Republic in January of 2024, and so our ministry is probably gonna resource their trip so that, that'll be a, a good experience, um, partnering with another ministry, a bigger ministry, for the purpose of the kingdom to really touch that neighborhood. Josefina, what stuck out to you?
6: Um, there is a lot of things, as everyone has already said, but uh, being in the Ojo and in El Chame neighborhood was um, like, it brought me to the Bible. Like They are so hungry over there, and they, everybody's willing to talk and receive prayer they are not making not making a decision for jesus right there but they're hungry and they are friendly like they want it they're welcoming they and open welcome yeah, yeah. But so they're very warm and they want yeah. more that's like a hunger
0: that's a, that's also god has been moving in the dominican republic and when god is moving in a, in, a, in a nation people are open like one of the things that I, I tell people and people who've been at rescue from the beginning will know this and see this. Is that when we first came to the neighborhood, people were not really that open. Mm-hmm. The level of openness in our neighborhood yeah. is not the same. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've seen it change. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when, when the church gets out there mm-hmm. and does what Jesus says. And so, you know, City of God has been doing that since mm-hmm. since the beginning, since I've known them. Yeah. I've known them since 2009. Um, so they've always been actually 2008. I've, I've, they've been about what they're doing mm-hmm. since then and they've been faithful and consistent and God is, is moving and you know they, they turn they turned the church into a mini mm-hmm. little city and God is really moving there and Apostle Pasquale is really just a great man of God who I have just tremendous love and respect for. And so part of my responsibility as being on his board, is to get more churches, ministries, and businesses engaged in his mission. So for me, this was uh, something that I had a responsibility for, and I thought that in all all women's trips, Aaron, I thought that that would be a great way to get new people to that place. And uh, so that was what happened. Sister Garcia, Erica Garcia, what stuck out to you about your trip with your daughter Ariel?
4: I really enjoyed seeing Ariel connect with the girls. She was the smallest one there, so the girls naturally gravitated towards her and calling her my little monochichi mm-hmm. Um And she, in herself, was an icebreaker. Just her being there and them seeing like, oh, you yeah. know, I, it was yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It she is an icebreaker to be a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: literally.
4: <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> And I really enjoyed just seeing the girls come out of their shells because the first day they were very reserved and um, super shy, and by the next day they were approaching us, like running up to us, giving us hugs and embracing us and um, just asking us questions, opening up a lot. Um, We did a painting thing with them where um, we were just speaking identity over them because especially from all the trauma they've had... um, they have bad experiences with their earthly parents. So just reminding them that they have a good father, like a good, good father in heaven, and um, that they're daughters and they're loved by God, and helping them see themselves as Jesus sees them um, was powerful to be a part of that and leading them through that. I was blessed to be a part of like Sarah with Zoe, Monica and Annette, and then me with my little baby girl there was like a blessing, and then we had um I don't know she, we had a leader there who was with us. I don't know you if I say I could say her name. Yeah. Alma, yeah. she was amazing and she um so like she stepped up to help me with Ariel too. Was, I was blessed just by having no conflict and a team of ladies who were stepping up to help with Ariel cuz in past missions I've always had my husband with me. So this is like was different and it was challenging physically, mentally. It was very challenging, but I was blessed to have these ladies helping me. And then Alma just stepped up too. And she was like, she said to me, She's like, You inspire me. She's like, Because so many people will say no, they have excuses. And you're out here with a one year old baby, and there's like no excuse. So I was um, blessed by her. And there is no excuse in the kingdom. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, but just seeing the girls. happy their smiles them coming towards us towards the end it was also very bittersweet as I started to process the fact that like you said before okay they they're you know educated they're taken care of but at the end of the day like that's their life you come in there if they're the girl who's been there since she's she's four now she's been there already she's gonna be there for the next yeah. 14 years. Yeah. That to me is just hard to wrap my mind around too because.
0: Shore Beach, where she came from.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we saw the other side of it too, but um, it's just very mixed emotions there. But I'm yeah. thankful to have <sighs> met them. <laughs> it was, you know, sad at the end when they, they wanted to come home with us, you know, and they didn't want to see us go. So it just showed um, how much they were grateful for us coming, and when they would start praying, the girl would always say, "Thank you, Lord, that um, they took a little time out to come for us. Like they were mm-hmm. very blessed that we mm-hmm. took time out um, for them, and it's like the least mm-hmm. we could do." It was amazing.
0: It was that's beautiful. That see, that shows you that they're led well, yeah, and that they're cared mm-hmm. for because they're aware of that.
5: You mm-hmm. know,
0: mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah, uh, Mary, tell us what stuck out to you.
5: So what stuck out to me the most was when we uh, were sent out two by two to the um, outreach and we were at The Hole.
0: (laughs) That's what it's called, yeah, The Hole. So um,
5: a lot of people were very welcoming and we had this one woman who, she lived like, it was like a half house, half store yeah, and tiny little place with, you know, dirt floor and everything, but... She had gotten into a, what are they, the scooter accidents? Yep. And she was messed up and she looked miserable and her feet were up and she had gashes and cuts all over her legs and Mm -hmm. she was in a lot of pain. And um, we were also with another leader from the church, Prophet Anna, Mm -hmm. and she went to the house and she knew her. Um, And I think she said something like, you haven't...
8: Yeah, this woman had, um, she, the backstory is is that I guess she had a relationship with God and kind of stepped away from the faith and this prophet had not seen her for a long time. So it wasn't a coincidence that we landed there and she was
0: sent by god
8: beat up beat up yep she was beat up like nasty gashes like you can see the raw meat like on her like the flies were
5: flying all over them yep
8: and it was a very powerful moment because she also looked possessed
5: yeah and she was getting delivered as they were like we were praying for her like and i felt the holy spirit in my hand and I kept my eyes open, but Marcia <laughs> closed her I'm eyes. Smart. I denied. Youngest to young. They My hand and was Viet. over that gash
8: and my eyes were closed. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, but yeah.
5: I started seeing the gash be getting smaller and smaller. And the woman was like being delivered. She was waving all around, and you could see like a demon trying to come out of her. And it's just. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, we it's were great. All, yeah. I grabbed her by did one hand. Did anyone film this? I have a picture but it's Next time whip I that was, camera out.
0: I'm I afraid
5: <laughs> she was in the moment. I remember looking That's up and be like, No, get that camera out of my face. That's
8: Mary. awesome. Mary's hand was shaking and we I just grabbed her from one arm, the woman grabbed her from another one and she was being delivered. I'm gonna, gonna just, train you
0: guys on how to make people how to sh- how people how to look at your phone <laughs> as if you're looking at your phone but you're filming.
8: <laughs> so so anyway, I'm not i good with that. I'll have that great <laughs> training for the next Training, it's, train. it's, like, it's like espionage
0: training. So uh, now let me ask you this: is, this is a rough question here. Okay. So if you know if you want to do Fifth Amendment, we're in American soil, I'm so fine, you, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not scared. So the rough question is more like like with what you experienced, do, do you feel in your heart that that changed something in your life? maybe how you see things or how you understand things or Well
5: if I I've already been through those experiences so okay. it hasn't changed like I've already seen deliverance a bunch of times and healing a bunch of times I just um the only thing that actually changed my I guess walk forward with Jesus is that I can relate more to Dominican people in my life oh. that are you know Yeah that's good Yeah Cause
0: yeah, because because they have a they have a sense of wow. Like you came to my country, you showed love, you understand where I'm coming from. That understanding brings connection.
5: Yeah, and a little bit of that like mm-hmm. religious spirit yeah. that is there, yeah. and it's a, like the main reason a lot of people don't want to go to the church is because of that religious spirit. And I see yep. it in my job with one of the girls, and so <laughs> like I can. Try to speak to her now because you know she's like I, I want to go to Jesus, but I don't want to fight. But the I'm devil. not perfect yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, none of us could come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so, definitely fired. So yeah. All right. Anything else with that, or because that's actually that's actually to be honest, like that's very valuable.
5: Oh, Cause, I be- Yeah. Because now now valuable.
0: being able to relate to people who have experienced religion. Because you have pure religion, which is visiting widows and orphans, kind of what you were doing. And then you have a religious spirit that is based on performance and it is really like a works-based um, self-righteous um, thing. That it, And usually people honestly, genuinely don't mean that. Honestly, a lot of religious people are really sincere and they lack emotional intelligence, spiritual maturity, biblical understanding and cultural application that's a lot of what that is like i had i had a run-in with a guy who he had this this negative experience with this young guy in a gym who was a christian and i said let me let me help you let me help you understand what's happening this guy has an experience with jesus he believes in heaven he believes in hell he believes in eternity he believes that jesus is the greatest thing that ever happened to him he more than anything wants you to experience that so he's coming off to you in a certain way because he really also doesn't have words for what he's trying to communicate to you so you think that he's trying to jam this down your throat but he's actually trying to share something with you and he doesn't have adequate language and words for it but it's actually motivated by love Mm -hmm. and when i said that to the guy he kind of just looked at me like wow like i didn't i didn't see that and i was like yeah that's the situation now the other guy didn't know how he was coming off so I kind of stepped in and helped them uh, a little bit which is kind of my job but that's that's really important but but many times when you're dealing with a religious spirit most people don't set out to say I want to be rigid religious nasty and mean it's, <laughs> it's, it's usually birthed with sincerity and misunderstanding and a little, little, I'm going to have to prove myself to God type thing instead mm-hmm. of Jesus is the way to God. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but usually, so but if you understand that you can help kind of reel some of those people in, because they, they have had some real uh, church wounds, which are very real. What, the, the, the only wounds deeper than church wounds usually are father or mother wounds. Those are the three deepest wounds usually is father, mother, church but that's a whole nother story so we're not going to do that today. (laughs) Um, Erica, is there anything that you felt like changed within your own life in terms of just through going or through what you experienced while you were there?
4: Um, Relinquishing. Am I saying that correctly? Relinquishing? Relinquishing Control because I can be super controlling with certain things, needing things done a certain way at a certain time and um, having Ariel with me challenge that a lot because you know we were up late at night and up early in the morning and just and God still made a way and it still flowed so helped me to trust him more and to hopefully not be as controlling. <laughs> so
0: yep. You have to ask the Lord why on that, not on this podcast though, but in, in your in your private time that because when you discover why that's the beginning of getting free.
4: I think it's because I, I let fear creep in a lot where I'm just start with the well, what if this and what if that And I got gotcha. I catch myself doing it And I gotcha. I mostly realize I'm that way when I tell other people, that they're doing that and I'm like oh I do that too so I have to like live by the words that I preach
0: yeah so. hardest advice to take is your mm-hmm. own Yeah. if King Solomon would have listened to his proverb <laughs> he would have did great um, so Josefina and thanks for being transparent on there Erica that takes courage um, w- was there something that you felt changed within your life or you're just walking on water all the time um, yeah <laughs> Not sure it's related to that though, but not
6: sure how to say this. But um, I guess maybe I've been limiting God before because I just saw God move in this, you know, like in the team the whole time. And it's not like we were on our hands and knees praying the whole time, but He was like pressing all the time, like you know, I felt that, and it was like I don't understand. So I feel like to me that was a big change, and that to me it's like this can it could be like that all the time. Because I experienced it there, so Beautiful. that that's what I guess.
8: The bar is set so high. The bar is set high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. on this trip.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So Tina, yep, yep, yep. We do know you are walking on water, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> <was> she slept <stopped laughs> in the storm. <laughs> she slept in the storm. She
9: I in the story.
7: She slept in the storm. Oh was in There was like a yeah. So it, was a, it was just a crazy party boat like right up in our literally filthy right up in our mnemonic. filthy yeah. poor Zoe we had to like wash her eyes after that and her ears and I passed out that's beautiful in the middle of the, that's the awesome don't the let their
0: demons disturb yeah, you I,
7: was like,
9: I guess I have authority over that Tina
7: said
4: I have authority all, there's like a, a women's working right behind her she's like I have authority over all of this
7: <laughs> you yeah, Already over what She's, you can sleep in. She, she
8: slept sitting up, like it was just her yeah. head nodding, yeah, and she was like a in peace. deep
0: It's Deep. So when you're not walking on water, did you learn anything? Yeah. Is
7: um, I learned a lot. I I came back and I was like, I'm already ready for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one thing I thought a lot. I think the girls taught me a lot about the power of hope. Mm. Um, yeah. Because. When I look at their lives and I see some of the girls that don't have hope for their future, like even though they have this amazing place, the questions around what am I gonna do when I get out? I don't have papers, you know? How am I gonna find work?
0: Oh, that's great that you brought that up. So, out of how many girls is there?
7: There's 14 girls. How there. many of
0: them are Haitian? Ooh, oh, almost
7: Not, most of them. Yeah, yeah, most of them, most yeah, of them 90%. are Haitian. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. see that? Yep. Economics has a big play in everything we're talking about. Not to say that people don't get you know abused in the in the verbs, but Mm -hmm. economics has a huge part to play in this. Yeah, Um, just a lot of times practical. Mom is out working. Daughter's left alone with someone who you think is safe and is not Mm -hmm. safe. All right, we'll just leave it there. Um, So.
7: So just thinking like some of these girls, they hope is a big question mark. Like what's gonna happen after? This place is awesome, but what's gonna happen after I leave? And just thinking these girls need hope. You know, the ones that have hope, it's different. Like you look at them, it's different. Like they have plans for what they wanna do for their lives and it just made me think that's what's most needed for these girls. They need hope. They need to know that in Jesus there's a future, there's a hope for them. They can beat the odds. Like the odds are different in the yep. kingdom with Jesus. Um, wow, So I that's think good. they taught me a lot about yeah. hope. The
0: odds are different in the kingdom with Jesus. Bang. Monica put that into a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, literally, that's what I was thinking. I was like, That's okay. an IG script, Monica. <laughs> um, yeah. Maciel, like, what did, what did this change in, in you? And I know that you've seen a lot, so it's not about seeing. Everything was, and everything. Yeah.
8: <laughs> this was life-changing for me. Wow. Um, wow. I've been searching for the whispers of God, and I wasn't—I wasn't hearing him, and wasn't hearing him. Or maybe I was hearing him, and I was ignoring him. Probably yeah. hearing him and yeah. ignoring him, because yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't have that discernment. And wow. what I've learned was saying yes in your discomfort. There's a blessing mm-hmm. at the end of it. Yes. Yes. And the discomfort was me having to preach
2: yep.
8: when I don't think I hear God. And Classic. When, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. <laughs> and having Tina kind of saying, Well, if anybody has, if God puts it in your spirit to speak, and I was like, I don't hear God. I'm not hearing, I'm, I'm going to spectate. Tina was
0: hearing them for you.
7: It's in you. <laughs> and, oh, no, it's,
8: it's there. And I remember we did like a, Pre meeting, and she was kind of saying it, and I was mute because I was like, I don't hear God, so what do I have to say? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I, f- I, f- and I still feel this way a bit. Instead of crawling, now I'm taking my baby steps, but I'm crawling. I'm in this, that's this all right. walk with God, and I'm a baby. Yeah. Reborn cool. again, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm in this crawling stage.
0: It's great that you know that because some people think it's easy to think that you're beyond where you are. Oh, no based on your proximity to people who are beyond you so it's like if i hang out with rich guys and think i'm rich and then i go and check my bank account and it tells me you're not actually rich (laughs) right you know it can actually really hurt your feelings but it's actually good that you know that because that's helpful for you yeah humility always attracts grace yeah and there's always and grace is necessary to grow we don't grow in our own strength no
8: you don't so you know when it was like And then it turned that I was going to say something. And I was like, oh, boy. I just said yes, and I'm really uncomfortable. God, only you can do it. And as I started prepping for, I didn't write anything down. God led me to the Word. That's all right. (laughs) Right? That's what happened to me. That's Pentecostal. But then.
0: (laughs) That's all right. We're going to open the Bible and flow. And then
8: (laughs) something came, and I was like, I need 10 thousand confirmations because i don't know if i'm hearing god or you're putting this in my spirit or i'm making this up and throughout this trip i was intentional in hearing the whispers of god excellent Mm -hmm. and i was intentional of feeling the spirit move me and the spirit moved me throughout this whole trip Mm -hmm. talking to people saying things little nuggets you know
7: Josefina was my roommate
8: and I was like a couple of days before I think this is the word and just doubt it was doubt it was doubt. It was the enemy putting doubt in me mm-hmm. and then we will have a conversation in the morning I would get a confirmation and then when I ended up preaching that day it was perfect because that church was getting ready for a, a, a visual for the whole week so it was like the stepping stone of what they needed to hear and I was mm-hmm. like this is my confirmation I left there hungry for God. like It's like a pit in my stomach that it cannot be filled. I am hungry for God, Excellent. I'm hungry for his word. That's awesome. Um, Good. And I'm very spiritually sensitive now. I see things way different, Good. even in my job. I mean, my job, I've, what haven't I seen in my job? Yeah,
0: but you're seeing it with different eyes. But
8: I'm seeing it with different eyes, yeah. and when I spoke to my father, he says, you don't understand, your secular job is getting you ready for the kingdom. Yeah. And I've never heard it that way. Yeah, he's right.
0: Me. Your job prepares you for your work. If you're faithful in your job, you get into your work. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, your, your job can never pay you enough.
8: No.
0: It's your work that you find satisfaction, joy, pleasure in, healthy ways, not your, not your job. Which led and into my emptiness, yeah. right? Like yeah. I was feeling empty. Yeah. You think yeah. a job, a
8: filling job. I'm empty. Yeah, bro. I'm straight up yeah, empty. Yeah. Like you think I'm doing? I'm empty. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. That's beautiful. I that needed you. this. I needed you have a, a
0: good quality of being able to be brutally honest with yourself, which is really <clears> critical. <throat> um, that's a real because it, it's people can really lie to themselves. Yeah. And 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 I heard that there's there's a few ladies that are being honest with themselves, which is a good um a good thing and you know to just say say this too seeing you and your husband in the church and just seeing just his joy and he coming on and smile all the time now and that really brought so much joy to my heart Brett and I had talked about that several times and just was like to see that it was really great and we love you guys and we're happy to see you know what is going on in your life different yeah uh,
8: it's different you know and another thing I had shared earlier too was um we both have different home, ch- had different home churches. I was yeah. going to my dad's church, and yep. he really felt a connection with Rescue, and yep. you know, you know, was led to God there. So it was also too like, almost to me, it was like, you know, he's my husband. I have to follow his lead. And God, how do I do this? Because now I'm kind of what I know, yeah. right? And that's my dad's church. Yeah, yeah. And I really prayed through that, and this mission trip confirmed me that Rescue's my home. And As that's the work that needs to be done. Wow! No disrespect to my, yeah, yeah, and, you yeah. know, you know, like my dad's like, that's your husband. You yeah. follow your husband, yeah. but that's beautiful. You know, that he
0: said that. Beautiful.
8: You know, you know, that's beautiful
0: because because that's because I'm 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 old school. I hope I don't stir no problems with ladies, but I don't follow. You know,
8: I right know. right. I forgot mean, to say it without saying it. I'm daddy here, so that's, you know? that's how it is. I mean, it's, it, I'm sorry to
0: say, but you know, no. that's not see in in many in many marriages and in many. In America, that's that's not it's not like that, and, and that's really not healthy. I mean, the fact that you actually kind of fell back, you actually just fell into mm-hmm. something real beautiful, Amen. and look at how the Lord accelerated you.
8: Amen. Yeah, see, see, that's
0: and there's and you're going to yes. preach the gospel, you're going to preach the gospel, you're going to heal the sick, you're going to be a, you're going to be an instrument yes. of the Lord, and that was really. Sometimes you have to let go and trust, and and you did the right thing. So.
5: It was nice to see how much joy Emilio has with you next to him. Yeah,
0: he's it's happy. Different. It's different.
8: It's different. That's another, yes. another story for another day, another yeah. podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Annette, what? What is there something that changed? You know, in your, in your life, or were you already perfect from your last trip?
3: <laughs> no, far from perfect. I think. Um, it just comes from more how, you know, much more, you know, I need to rely on the Lord and just trust him. And in my weakness, he's, you know, he strengthens us and he's made strong and glory to him. And, you know, just making me more open and and ready for, well, him to prepare me for whatever more he has for me. Excellent. And also just confirming how faithful he is even when we're not you know um, I was sort of raised in the church and just straight for a a long time and here I am I would never have thought it but he's so good and he is such a good father Mm -hmm. that the fact that I'm here and at Rescue Church, it's just really amazing. It just shows how faithful and loving He is, and it's just made me even more grateful.
0: Excellent. The Lord is going to restore years to you. There's a scripture where it says that the Lord will restore what the locust has eaten, and the Lord has has brought you around—not all younger, but some younger—to restore things to you, to restore youth in you, and to do to do something fresh in you. And you're you're in a good place. Your heart is open. God is God is gonna is gonna honor that, uh, Sister Monica. Um, what changed in your life? Is there something that changed or? i
9: um, I would say this trip definitely just built up my faith. Um, and whew, what changed? Well, I'll just add just something that really excited me um it was just so dope to see what god is doing in the city of god and just hearing um like uh pastors um like your guys experience seeing city of god go from a tent to now what it is doing so many programs and services for the people and just the love and consistency through which they serve the community um and being around the sisters from the church was so encouraging to me i'm just like i mean anytime i'm in a rescue i see these dope women i'm like that's who i want to be when i grow up so it's just <laughs> even more of like god like you know like make me like a, a virtuous woman, a woman like these amazing Amen. women Good. um and um so I just wanted to add that in because that gave me hope for what I want to see Rescue do and the kind of beacon that I want to see Rescue be in the community. I mean, we're already doing such amazing work, but just see that acceleration and that growth and that um, expanding what we can do. Um, Amen. So, um, but I would say for myself, yeah, there was a building up of faith. Um, I got a lot of really beautiful prophetic words while I was there, um, you know, and it was just a lot of speaking to some things that the Lord has already told me and other things that I really have just needed to hear in this time and season, Um, and yeah, it just has me so excited for... um, just who jesus is as he continues to just reveal himself to us as his church and um and just what he's doing in in the nation of dr there is just something so special and powerful there um just really something very particular um that he's unfolding and um yeah i don't know there's a lot of stuff that has changed i don't want to go into like a whole like book but uh, there's a lot um so i'm just grateful the preacher's gone, preach. <laughs> like one thing that even like pastor like like when um when apostle pascual was uh praying over me and had some words for me he's just like don't limit god like and i think that's really just the theme of what he spoke to me very personally on the trip um just not to limit him and to have faith for for the more for the more that he can do so
0: yeah. Yeah, that's my encouragement to all of us and be faithful with a little and be prepared for more. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you can do. That's what you got to do. Now, Zoe, is there something that changed in your own life when you went? There's is, something
2: uh, I realized. I'm so fortunate living in a house it's because they don't have oh, they, they don't always have roofs over their heads. They don't always have houses, toys. So we're very fortunate, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah that's good to realize. It didn't take me until I was 36 years old. This year. <laughs> you're Thirty you're, you're like 28 years ahead. Uh, Beautiful. Good. Yeah, you are. And, you know, with that comes a responsibility to be a blessing to other people. And that's what you're doing. Yep. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. Zoe's been on how many trips? Like 10 or 11? 11. Oh, lo- <laughs> 11.
1: <laughs> she remembers. 11. Eleven. Okay. Since she was three weeks old.
0: Three Eleven. weeks old. Three weeks old. She had a, Zoe had a passport before we had a social security card. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: She was the most healthiest uh, member of that trip, actually. Sarah's
0: not allowed to have excuses. In Haiti.
1: <laughs> three weeks old, No, no. No excuses here. They left once I married you. That's right.
0: So (laughs) let me ask you this, Sarah. Um, Yes, sir. Did something change in your life or you were already perfect before you went? (laughs)
2: Perfect. Pretty perfect. Close. Um,
1: This was such a marking trip as well, even just sitting here, listening to all the ladies, just being so fortunate that I I was their leader, even though it almost seems so weird to say. Um, Because, like, um, a leader's not controlling. A leader, you know, makes room. And I just felt like God really, you know, marked me and encouraging me yeah. of who I am as a leader. Because yeah. even though I know I'm, I'm not as vocal. I'm not verbal. verbal you lead that's- <laughs> by actually doing stuff. Um, so I'm more of a reserved person, but. I just feel like God really encouraged me. Even the pastor of the church we're at, where Maciel and Annette spoke, he he had a word over me. And it's just an encouragement. It was a huge encouragement. And just, I feel so fortunate and so blessed. And just, I'm so grateful that um, I get to be the one in this position. Yeah, yeah. And even some things I want to say as we get close to, to ending, yeah. Is that I do what I'm so grateful for what I got to witness throughout this trip, Um, and just over each person, just like Mary, how even in the short time you were there, Mm -hmm. it was impactful. Mm -hmm. So to show it doesn't—it's not always about the length of time, but even one of the girls. I mean, she was only really there for one day and and a little bit, and one of the girls made pictures for her. Like already that—that she marked that girl's life in a short amount of time. erica just the strength that god gave you to be with your daughter and encouraged you that you can do it that you are yep, a you powerful woman yep. and that your daughter was was such a, a beautiful light within our group even though when at first she was a concern of yours of how to manage her of how she was and how she now even has a deeper relationship with the woman here, how yeah. she runs up to Monica and can that, say her know, name, that, know. you know, and just the, the light that that she is and that, that you brought her. Like, I think that was so beautiful. That yeah. wasn't just for you, but it was for the people of the trip as well. Yeah. Josefina, watching you just enjoying the trip, even like the coffee, like the cups, they're <laughs> joking around, right, with that. Just, it was beautiful watching so you enjoy, yeah. you, you know, you, place of your birth and just yep. being with the people and even though you don't go to rescue of how beautiful you melded with yep. the group and i th- just how you and maciel had a great time um, rooming together that was beautiful tina your your um your soft leadership mm-hmm. and how you even helped kaylin through her troubles but in her struggles with n- not feeling well but just how you are a rock within the the group as yep. well and it's just i so enjoyed yep. co-leading with the, you this group um uh, masiel oh my gosh when you preach it was like whoa mm-hmm. this powerhouse of just god just awoke something in you to be able to witness that yep. i feel very fortunate to be to witness what god did with you that night and again even like you said how we saw like the pastors like wow you don't realize how much that's so perfect within that time of how god kept on marking that this was a mistake i feel like that was one of the themes when we even went over to outreach and telling these people it's not a coincidence and i'm here in front of you right now i'm here because god knew you needed to hear what i need to say and yep. then that that's also part of your story that you were there because those girls needed to hear what you had to say yep and even the most, one of the most beautiful stories I love from this trip, too, is the little boy, right? Can you tell, tell us his name? Remember Kikito. <laughs> um, of how it was, he, we met him on the outreach, and he was like, oh, I want to go to church. Oh, but can I wear this? Oh, I don't know if my parents are going to let me. And that he was there Saturday night with a whole bunch of other kids running up to Annette and Monica, saying, like, Tia or Auntie or something yeah, like that, right? Like and just, just in a few minutes, how they marked. Yep that little boy's life saying you can come you know monica watching you speak for the first time knowing people had to hear your story Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know and just watching zoe i just love that we that we've started from the beginning that mission is about family yep and it's important to they're they're not someone that you drag along there's they're they're actually your work your helper your to your company. Like we do this together. This yeah. is a family business. Discipleship starts at home. This is our business. Uh, this is what we do. This is we're establishing the foundation to our kids. This is what we do. Yeah. This is who we are.
0: This is kingdom business. A, B. You know, you do not plan your life around your children. No. If you plan your life around your children, your children become your idol. You cannot parent them or disciple them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a real thing in America where children become idols. Yeah and uh, you know what jesus said if you don't love me more than your children here's the reality if you don't love him more and first before your children you don't have what your children need you don't have the discipline and the inner strength and fortitude to disciple them and to nurture them into who they're called to be if they're your rulers so for us there was not an option i grew up in a home like that like this is what we're doing we went to church monday i mean sunday and my parents cook for the pastors Sunday night. Sunday night, and they work on Monday, mm-hmm. so this was normal to us. And then they had Wednesday service, and then they cook for the pastors and their whole team, because he would have other pastors in. And he would feed them, and they would sit down and eat. And 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 we went, and that was that was our life. It wasn't like oh well maybe you know if you feel like it like that was our life. And y- you cannot build your life around your children you have to include your children and help them to understand that they are a team member Mm -hmm. and we are working towards something together and we need your help. And that's a really, really important thing and I think that that's a value, like Sarah said, that we had uh, from the beginning. It's easier to say it than do it, but it it is definitely um, worth it. And so I want to thank you ladies um, for going.
1: I do, before we finish, because there's two ladies that aren't with us um, tonight, and one of them is Kaylin. Um, it was a young girl that came with us, and unfortunately she did get sick toward the end of the trip, but she just formed a beautiful bond with the girls. Um, at the, she was teaching them Korean. She was talking Spanish. like It was just a beautiful thing that we got to see, and also Joanne. Pastor Joanne from Haiti, yeah. talking about also a blessing to this trip, <laughs> yeah. on a miracle, and just she's just for me personally because we I haven't personally been able to see her In since years. Elijah was a baby. So you're talking about maybe close to six years. Yeah. So being able to see her again and room with her, and just what a delight it was to hang out with her, and just and also to see that there was a purpose, like there was a complete yeah. God purpose yeah. for her to be there. She's Haitian the girls almost all the girls are haitian even in the outreach there was some yeah. haitian people she got to speak to and and speak over and then church. we went to the haitian church where she got to preach like it was just god yeah. <laughs> like just totally yeah. god and how i know Every woman here can say this: how grateful we are with all the leadership yeah. in Ciudad de Dios. Yeah. Alma is such. If if she ever gets to hear this, I hope she does. It. We she's an amazing, amazing woman, and it's just to show you how someone can be so dedicated yeah. Yeah. to their their church the community yeah, and the yeah. kingdom. Like she was, she would have been out there all day, yep. reaching out to people, and I think that was an encouragement to us of just to have a desire at heart that there's people out there all the time time yeah. yeah you know and um gabby and 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 everyone we worked with was just it's relationship and and kingdom relationships are so important to to take care of and to cultivate them. and yeah. to nurture so i appreciate so much that these yeah. ladies came along that journey of us nurturing yeah that relationship with them
0: well excellent i'm proud of you i think that you you did a great job and i want to really thank tina as well because i know that you did a lot behind the scenes to help that happen and i appreciate that a lot you're like a gift that keeps giving you like a a week you're like a weekly christmas gift to us (laughs) so i know that dk really pulled that off and uh (laughs) so that's good and you know ladies i'm proud of all of you i appreciate all of you i I think that what you did together is a good thing i think it's only the beginning but i think it's beautiful and uh i'll just quote my first pastor he said this only what pastor jason alvarez said only what you do for jesus counts for eternity and whatever you do for him it, it doesn't it's forever and so even though it may have been a temporary Sacrifice with a temporary joy and a memory and a few pictures, yet it echoes into eternity if it was for him in his name. And so I wanted to uh, encourage you with that. For those of you who are listening and you want to find out more information about how to partner uh, with We See Jesus Ministries as we support City of God, House of Hope, and the Clean Water Project that we're doing in the Dominican Republic, you can go to com slash... Projects and you will see that information there. You can give. For those of you who want to give on Zelle, you can do that 201 6335 and write House of Hope in the note. Or if you want to give to the Clean Water, you can go DR Clean Water. And we're also on Venmo at WSJM-Rescue. Um, so those are ways that you can give. and uh, Come on a trip. Come on a trip.
1: Come join us.
0: Thanks Check for listening. out our
1: schedule also on our website, weseetjesusministries.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK, Kim, and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.